0: Valentine's Day is coming soon, guys. Take care of that special person in your life with flowers from Jimmy's Flowers. Order early for the best selection at jimmysflowers.com or visit them in Bountiful, Layton, or Ogden. That's Jimmy's Flowers. Joining us now... Is Oh my gosh, I am so humbled to be able to talk to him. He is the Utah Sports Writer of the Year, multiple times, of the Deseret News now, Jay Drew. Jay, privileging us with this opportunity really humbles me because you have so much hardware on your mantle, and I've won the award approximately zero times.
1: Yeah, that's just absolute travesty. Everyone knows when I was over at the Trib, you were my role model, the guy I wanted to be. More importantly, I wanted the beat that you had. So,
0: And you got it, it and, out, and you though. look me in the dust right now, man. I'm choking on your exhaust fumes as you've just blown by me.
1: Well, even a blind or what did Rick Majerus used to say a one-eyed man is king of a blind country, or something like that. No. One-eyed Not my man is or <laughs> blind, but no. I'm, one-eyed I'm
0: one-eyed man is king in the land of the blind.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I knew it was something like that. Oh, I
0: got something all that. His...
1: Squirrel finding an acorn or something. He had a bunch of them. But,
0: I've got all uh, of his sayings down. Ten years.
1: I labor. will bet.
0: <laughs> so, lots of things to talk with the sport or the sports writer of the year. Um, football always is a topic. BYU football is never not a topic, right? We all know that. You've been doing that. How long have you been doing that now?
1: Uh, since uh, 2008. So, whatever uh, Max Hall's junior season was yeah. my first full time on the beat. So, whatever that is, 12, yeah. 13, 14 years.
0: You're getting up there, man. That's awesome that you've been doing Yeah, it all it's, this uh, time. it's
1: been great. Of course, now I, I kind of split my time between BYU and Utah. I do BYU football and other sports and then Utah basketball, which this year I kind of got the short end of the stick on. But uh, yeah. I think they'll bounce back, but, but we will see.
0: That's funny because for a while I did BYU football and Utah basketball. <laughs>
1: yeah, see, I'm following in your <laughs> footsteps. Just- yeah. You
0: pave the way. <laughs> so BYU football uh, quarterback is a big deal. Hall, I mean, they've got to have a capable backup because Hall has not proven that he can go the distance. I mean, it's just a fact. He's wildly talented, and I would love to see him be out there for most likely 13 games, counting the bowl game, obviously. But until I see it, you know, I'm not going to believe it. And right now, with Romney deciding that he wants to go somewhere, I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know if he said what he's going to do, or if he's done, or if he's still interested in playing, or exactly what. But I think they've got an issue there at backup quarterback. Uh, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, you would think by now that Jacob Conover would be ready. Um and I don't know that he's not, but he didn't look all that great in the only appearance that he had against Utah State when he came in. They kind of uh, basically Tyler Algier won that game for him, you know, running the ball But in the second half. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I I, I think they need a, a backup, somebody that can step in. And, and uh, you know, Jaron Hall has had, what, concussion issues. He had a hip problem that caused him to sit out an entire year. Then last year he had multiple injuries, the ribs, the uh, ankle. So, you yeah, know, I think they definitely need uh, a guy like Baylor Romney who's had some experience and can has had some starts under his belt and can come in and, and be that stopgap guy until Jacob Conover is ready. Um, and maybe Jacob is. I, we don't get to watch practice anymore. Uh, we probably won't get to watch much of spring ball, but – but I think that's where they sit right now. Is uh, I think they could really use a, somebody with a few starts under their belt as an assurance policy in case you know Jaron Hall gets hurt again. Jackson Dart, come on down! <laughs> <laughs> wow, that would be something, wouldn't it? That yeah. would be that would be a crazy turn of events.
0: Well, I've heard that uh, folks at the high school level are saying it is he's going to go play for Kiffin and uh, I don't know why that it hasn't been announced and I know some people who have talked to the family and they've said that it's probably going to be Kiffin and Old Miss uh, so I've got all sorts of folks around him saying in, some say it probably some say it emphatically somewhere in between two some of them say it so uh, I don't know that that's an, that's an option but it's nice flirting and, and I was also told that well if Hall was leaving BYU would be front and center.
1: Yeah, I think that that's the big thing. Is is you look at Jackson Dart, and he obviously isn't going to transfer somewhere where he has to sit behind somebody. And and Jaron Hall's he's proven, you know, he's played well enough. I think he's he's you got to be he's got to be the starter, or uh, you know, unless Jackson Dart would come in and just blow him away, which you know maybe he could, but. He doesn't know the offense. He doesn't know the system, um, and Jaron Hall does. So, yeah, I'm hearing roughly what you're hearing, PK. Maybe not as emphatically um, that that it's a done deal with Ole Miss, but I've I've definitely heard that he's he's leaning in that direction, and I'm I'm kind of uh, wondering too why an announcement hasn't been made um, because you would assume the young man would want to get into school and, you know, kind of get acclimated that way and, and play spring ball at wherever he goes. So it is kind of interesting that it's kind of dragging on this long, but, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's probably, you know, I don't know Ole Miss's quarterback situation down to a T, obviously, you know, they're losing Matt Corral. Um, but, uh, it would seem like that would be the best choice for him of the finalists where he could go and play right away and there wouldn't be a, any sort of quarterback battle or anything like But there obviously would be at, uh, at, at BYU.
0: Aaron Roderick, I think, is determined to get as many quarterbacks on scholarship as he can, figuring, you know, the more the merrier, let it sort itself out. A uh, couple of guys that I've heard... Uh, in this class and then even junior year they've got their eyes on uh, do you know of any of those guys?
1: you mean from the high school quarterback range?
0: yeah so they'll either be a senior or a junior this year because I think it's Aaron's philosophy uh, to yeah. not get caught short
1: yeah I think Aaron one time told me that they best case scenario they'd like to sign one quarterback a year but um, maybe people may, might forget they signed their, the Cade Finnegan yeah, kid from uh, Boise State transfer um or I'm not even, I'm not sure if he's a scholarship guy or a walk on but but uh you know they've got him and he does have a little bit of playing experience against BYU ironically um but uh so don't forget about him but as far as high school kids I'm not exactly sure who they're who they're zeroing in on Um, out there. Uh, I know I've heard there's some good ones. I know they were mildly interested in the Washington State uh, Jaden Delora, uh, but he ended up going elsewhere. I I know some people... Yeah, they recruited
0: him out of high school. I think you got a kid in Southern uh, California and then Wilson's younger brother uh, who's... Oh,
1: that's right. Isaac Wilson is... Slated
0: to to move in there.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I I think uh, you're right about Roderick. I think he was a Utah long enough, and he's been at BYU long enough to see what happens to quarterbacks in this day and age, and and how you can never have enough quality quarterbacks. I mean, one year BYU went through like seemed like like five Tanner Mangum's year, and I know back in two thousand and three uh, that when they lost three to zero to to Utah in that blizzard oh, yeah. game, I think they played <laughs> like four or five quarterbacks. So, yeah, you can just never have enough good quarterbacks. That's for sure.
0: I've also, in conversations with coaches, it's not like they have apprehension about going into the Big 12. But I think their eyes are wide open. I don't know how open fans' eyes are, but they believe. And I don't think it's a situation where they're trying to set low expectations. Uh, I think it's more realistic that this is going to be a transition that's not going to be easy to what level of difficulty remains to be seen, but that they're, they know that they're, they're in for it here. doesn't mean they can't compete, but it's not going to be a little walk in the park. I don't know if you've had conversations with these guys about this, but what do you think about the transition that w- awaits them the year after next?
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be very, very difficult. Um, of course, we're talking about football right now and, and, uh, you know, I think they kind of got a wake-up call when they went and played at Baylor, just how physically more dominant the Baylor players were, especially on the lines. And uh, and then in the skill positions, the speed as well. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I think they're going to take their lumps, uh, and it's going to take a lot of uh, kind of a recruiting overhaul. Uh, in a way, I think right now, I think in a lot of ways they've kind of recruited based on potential and based on ability to develop guys and and have them in the program, and then also get a, lo- a bunch of preferred walk-ons for depth that way. And I just think they got to change their mindset and go and basically get the the better players like Utah does right out of high school, guys that can step in and and contribute right away and don't need a lot of development or growth. And of course you got the mission thing too, the the missions which throws another kind of wrench into it. But but also in basketball, um, I know a lot of BYU fans are kind of reveling that Utah has lost 9 straight games, but but I you know, I think the Pac-12 is really good. I've I've watched it closely obviously the last 2 years and and BYU, if you think the Pac-12 is good, wait till BYU gets yeah. in the Big 12. There you go. And uh, with all those teams. So, you know, I, I would say be careful about what you tease, you know, your your fellow or rival uh, fans about because BYU could very, very easily be in that same boat in a couple of years.
0: Jay Drew, the Deseret News, joining us this morning. You speak of basketball. I know you don't cover them for the Cougars. But you you're obviously aware of you've seen what Mark Pope has done as far as the transfer portal, and he's mined that uh, very much so, and bringing in several players every year. It, it seems to me for BYU, it may, you know it might be hard, although they, they've done a really good job of bringing in non LDS guys, uh, more so than than probably Bronco did, and and being able to. Uh, be contributors so you gotta give them credit for that uh, but at the same time, I'm wondering how much do you think that they go transfer portal? because I've always thought that for BYU, particularly BYU football, because it's big time and you know, it's just you know 60 some thousand people and we've all been on the road with the Cougars. they go crazy there and the, you know we had on uh, Samson Nakua, and he used to talk about that every every week uh, when they would come off a road game. he would be surprised. And if those of us who've been on the road with BYU we're not surprised, we've seen it. So my point is, you know it's it's big time football. And I would think that a 20, 21, 22-year-old who has a more level of maturity and focus would, even if he's not uh, used to the LDS culture, would be receptive to what they have to offer because it's not going to be a short-term deal. I mean, it's not going to be a long-term deal. It's going to be a short-term deal. How much do you think that they're going to be able to have success in filling those spots? Because it was clear this year that, particularly on defense, when they got hit by injuries, man, there was a massive drop-off.
1: Yeah, for sure, it was it was a huge drop off, and you know I I, I told people BYU's ones their first stringers in football can pretty much play with anybody, but there's just a bigger drop off between them and power five schools when you when you hit the second teamers and and the third teamers. I mean, look at what you know Ohio State and Utah were able to do in the Rose Bowl just with with not their mainline guys, they were still. You know, really talented. So, yeah, I think I think this whole opening up of the transfer portal and the one-time transfer allowance kind of helps BYU in that way because you can get a guy to transfer in and he can play right away. He doesn't have to sit around a year and obey the honor code and all that. And when he's not even playing, but so I, I think it, that in that regard, it really helps. You get a guy in there, plays right away. You keep him busy with with obviously with school and then and then the team and and the you know sports and all that so so yeah i think i think that's definitely what they need to hammer home on and i from what i understand they've saved a couple of uh scholarships for transfer portal guys they signed 19 what in december in the early signing period but i i think they're they realize that that the transfer portal has got to be a constant down there at least, uh, at least the first few years of the Big 12 before they get it going. So, they definitely need some immediate help, especially on defense.
0: Jay Drew, the D News, joining us this morning on DJ and PK. Big deal uh, when it was unprecedented contract, unprecedented commitment. The word "unprecedented" was thrown out there several times by the athletic administration uh, when uh, Kalani Satake, uh Hooked up for what? Another four or five years, whatever it is. Uh, have you been able to uncover exactly, maybe not exactly, but to some degree, what unprecedented literally means?
1: <laughs> That's a good question. I, I, you know, I only, I haven't only in the it, from what I've talked to assistant coaches. Uh, kind of on and off the record and they've all assured me that that they're all getting a nice kind of uh, salary bump out of it. So maybe that's what it means. Unprecedented i imagine means that Kalani's probably making more than any BYU head football coach has ever made. Um, Of course we'll probably never know the exact figure um, because of uh, you know they're a private school and don't have to release that but but uh just from what I've talked to assistant coaches they've assured me that 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 wasn't just you know hollow talk that that they're going to to uh receive a significant pay increase across the board as far as upgrading facilities I'm assuming that maybe in more support staff um, it comes with it um, and then you know i think uh I think a few of these b y u coaches were approached by. Uh, other schools not just Kalani I'm talking about the assistant coaches and right. coordinators right. and I think uh, I think this was a nice preemptive strike from BYU to, to keep them around realizing how important that continuity was so so I think uh, so far you know knock on wood none of them have left yet so I, I think that that salary bump uh, kept a lot of those guys around which in past years maybe they would have would have left.
0: Tom Homo is going to the uh, have the round table today. Are you going?
1: I am, yep. This afternoon uh, down there at the uh, basketball uh, annex, I guess. I, I always forget what they call it, the Marriott Center Annex.
0: Save a spot oh, for me, okay? Be uh, Save
1: be, a spot for you, I will.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just... Uh, Maybe some of the the award winning stuff can rub off on me, but
1: uh. <laughs> no. I want you guys to to obey the rules and only send one representative per outlet, like like they require. So
0: uh, I was told so, uh, to go, so I'm going. Uh, what are some things that are on your mind?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think you know the whole. Big Twelve. What BYU is doing preparation-wise to to go to the Big Twelve. I, I think maybe some questions about uh, you know Mark Pope's future. I, I know he signed a contract essentially a year or two ago, but are they going to do the same thing for him that they did for Kalani? Um, you know, I think uh, I've always been interested to see if if in the Big Twelve if they do anything to Lavelle Edwards Stadium as far as maybe upgrades. Maybe even, uh, you know, take out or put in more of the chair seats um, to make it a little more comfortable. That would obviously decrease the attendance a little bit, but but uh, so that's kind of been on my mind. And, um, you know, I'm trying to think of more. Those are kind of the things uh, that kind of stand out. I think they got the Marriott Center right where they like it as far as the upgrades go. And, and uh, so, you know, I think you can always make life easier for the better for the fans. They do a really good job down there with the wireless, and they put a lot of money into that for the stadium experience. And And so those are a few of the things uh, you know, that are kind of on my mind.
0: How about scheduling, football-wise?
1: Yeah, obviously that'll be a big topic, especially with the, you know, which games are they going to keep. You know, news came out this week that, that Boise State is saying that 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 series is going to end after next year when BYU goes in the Big 12. You know, it's, it seems to me like reading between the lines that, that BYU would like to keep Utah and Utah State on the schedule. A lot depends on if the Big 12 is, you know, nine games or eight games, uh, eight conference games or nine. So, yeah, that's that's going to be obviously a big topic as well. I I don't know that Tom Homo will – Really go into detail. He usually keeps scheduling kind of stuff pretty close to the vest, but that'll definitely be uh, something that I'm sure he'll be asked today.
0: Thanks for coming on this morning, Jay. Appreciate it.
1: Okay, no problem. All right. We'll
0: see you down Longtime friend and associate peer, Jay Drew. Worked with him for 14 years, side-by-side at the Salt Lake Tribune. He's moved over to the Deseret News there, covering BYU football since 2008. He knows what he's talking about. Check him out at the Deseret News. All right, we'll get you up to date on what you may have missed. Stay with us. 97.5, 1280 The Zone. This is is Hanson Scotty? Let's do it. NBA jazz legend Thurl Bailey. As a guy who played against him. I know you are the utmost professional, Thurl. You are nothing but professional, but come on, you kind of have to enjoy a little bit of what's going on with the Lakers right now, right? I'm loving it. I'm not that professional.
2: No.
1: There you <laughs> go.
0: <laughs> I'm still a fan, right? But at the
2: same time, I remember those rivalries, and, and I know probably who the most
1: villainized team is still is in jazz nation but you know it, again you know it doesn't always work you know you try to build a super team and that's what they're still calling it but as much as I'm impressed with what LeBron is doing individually in answer to your question yeah
0: what kind of a show is this catch Hans Olsen and Scotty G every
2: day from noon to three on 97.5 1280 the zone powered by kslsports.com
0: 9 a.m. Slacker Radio headlines are brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Lee's Heating and Air, home to the award-winning line of American Standard Furnaces and Air Conditioners. Call or visit Lee'sHeatAC.com. Lee'sHeatAC.com now to schedule a free in-home estimate or a free second opinion. My goodness gracious, the Jazz. This is Groundhog Day. Guys aren't there, they lose. We've seen it now for, what, two, three weeks? I am getting so tired of it. And the reason why I'm concerned is that the teams around them are playing great ball. And just because you get your guys back doesn't mean you're going to run off a streak of 16 wins out of 19 games. Because you look at Phoenix, Golden State, the Grizzlies, Dallas has got it going on a little bit. Denver's hanging in there. I couldn't disagree more... (sighs) With Jake Scott, who says, hey, no worries, just put your feet up, relax, this is a Sunday afternoon drive. What is Jake Scott thinking, man?
2: Uh, well, I, I haven't really changed my thinking. I told you I wouldn't change my thinking. I You know, I can't... Because uh, you're stubborn. I can't ride the roller coaster uh, <laughs> like you, PK. I mean... I, it's not a
0: roller coaster.
2: It, it is, though.
0: No, it's not. This, this team this- is still what we think it is. Okay, but... That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the other teams that are playing much. Memphis is way better than I they thought. They are. They're really Phoenix good. is way better than I thought. Dallas has gotten better as the season progresses. And you hear about that, you know, continue to get better every day, like cliche. Well, Dallas is a living example. I mean, they beat Portland. Portland's not that good. But the thing that I liked about that game with Portland is Doncic only had 15. You know, he's a proven commodity, right? He scores 35-40. Your chances of winning are going to be really good. What can they do when he's not the dominant player? And they had that. They had multiple guys contribute against that win in Portland. I realize Portland has been battered themselves. So beating Portland is not like, oh, man, that's a shoe in for the title, for sure, obviously. And then Denver's still hanging around. Denver, five games above five hundred, And we want to talk about the jazz injury situations. Well, Denver... They're season long. So uh, I, I get why you're optimistic about
2: those teams, and, and I certainly get why. But I still don't believe in Dallas for the same reason that I don't believe in Denver. They can't stop, okay, but they they, can't stop they anybody. The they can't stop anyone. So, But you brought them up. I did. So I'm but telling they're, but you, they're yeah. playing.
0: They're playing well.
2: I think you got to attribute. You got to sure. You got to acknowledge that. I good mean. for them. All the warm and fuzzies. Their direction. I'm. I'm proud of them. You're just a cold-hearted bass. <laughs> <What? laughs> Memphis. Memphis is a real team. And maybe you know we should have seen that coming. Did we a little think bit? they'd be
0: this good? No. 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 Right. They're, they're no. Absolutely. So that doesn't have anything to do with the Jazz injuries.
2: And maybe we should have seen this coming a little bit more because they were a good team in the playoffs last year. A rising they, team. Yeah. They played the Jazz. But top, I think. So. That
0: Phoenix and Memphis are substantially better than I thought they would be. Okay,
2: well, but we thought Phoenix would be good, no
0: question. But
2: and they... Golden State is probably better than I thought they'd be too. And talk about a team when they're complete and if they get right, you know, they, they've they've got that all over the place, right? They haven't had all their guys together yet.
0: No, obviously not. No. So,
2: um, yeah, I, I I certainly get the the point you're you're making, but they're all still vulnerable teams. I mean, it's not the golden state of a few years ago no, where it's was not. Just, no, it was just going to be the, the wall. I mean, it Who are they going to beat in the playoffs, yeah.
0: not if they're going to win. What
2: are the matchups? What are the, what are the the series on the other side? Do you get an upset? Do you get a team that, that underperforms or injury or COVID or whatever? You know, circumstances. The Jazz know this better than anybody. Circumstances happen at that certain snapshot in the season at the end when... You know, things are, things are weird, and, and when guys get injured, I mean, think about uh, Ricky Rubio's hamstring against the Rockets a couple of years ago. You know, if they had a puncher's chance, they didn't because— they blasted hammy. He had to give the, the hammy all it had to get out uh, out uh, from the Oklahoma City series, right? So, I mean, stuff happens. You never know. It do. And the Jazz are absolutely still in the conversation. However, they, they're going to make a roster adjustment. At least one move. It's going to, they're going to do something.
0: Yeah. And I can't believe just because you dislike me that you're rooting for Joe to get traded.
2: I'm not, I'm not. No, are you kidding? I heard Scotty talk about this earlier. Joe has been so good to us. This station. He's it's awesome. He is. Can't miss radio every week. And uh, that's, I mean, that's, good for everybody when
0: i asked someone to make a commitment and i looked them in the eye there's very rare times they say no pk i won't do it you uh do
2: you remember this you and i had dinner with joe ingles when he was a rookie at the leap and leaners thing it was your wife my wife and and the two of us just sitting down chatting with joe joe was right to my as, left as uh as he a was rookie. single
0: and so he had nowhere to go and so he had all the time. And I had spent some time. Randy Rogers, our old general manager, had set up a thing for me to go over and talk to jazz players. and But don't talk about basketball. And I, I would sit. They don't even have the bleachers there at their practice facility. The thing's been remodeled a few times now. And uh, we just sit in the bleachers, and i just chat him up. And that's where I first got to know Joe, which was before that dinner. And then, coincidentally, he ends up sitting right next to me after I'd just spent a half hour with him. Just shooting a breeze, no basketball talk. That was the premise of the whole thing. Yeah. Jazz set it up. Not, I'm not asking about basketball. I'm just asking, what what floats your boat, basically.
2: Yeah. Well, do you remember this moment when uh, the wonderful Linda Lucchetti who I uh, I like very much. Uh, Jack was, of all trades. Was with the Jazz for a long time, did a, a number of different very important things. But uh, <laughs> Linda, who's, who's a very upbeat, positive well, person. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's just her vibe. She's She's got a smile on her face. She told my wife, I
0: can't believe you're married to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's,
2: she's just <laughs> awesome. But Linda <laughs> swoops by the table and says,
0: oh, hey, Joe.
2: And this is Joe's rookie year where he was not, he was far from assured to be back with the team the next year. Right. He, right. was, he was certainly not under contract. And Linda, Linda drops by like, oh, Joe, can't wait. And she implied something about next year because, of course, it would never cross her mind that, that he would be gone. You know, he's a part of the team and all this stuff. And then she kind of caught herself with Joe, kind of gave her a look. <laughs> and it was like yeah let's hope I'll be back with the team but it was a yeah. it was a funny moment and he really uh he made a joke of it and it kind of disarmed everybody but it, it was it it showed who he was at the time and
0: 27 uh, not married no kids now here we are 34 yep. married three kids crazy and uh yeah he's got responsibility now he's not footloose anymore and he's
2: only been he's been in Utah almost exclusively right for the
0: last 2 years Oh, with the COVID situation. With the COVID yeah. situation. I mean, this past summer he did go with uh, the Australian team to Japan and did that thing. And didn't uh, he go back and visit?
2: Didn't he tell you guys he went back at least once to Australia? I don't remember. Well, maybe it was Renee Wynn or something like that. But I, uh, I, I think his wife is them. there now. Is that what it is?
0: Yeah, I think he said yeah. she was going after Christmas because her parents came over, and then they were going. Uh, but Double check that but here's, it's summer down there. Here's obviously. why
2: Joe's been so great for the station. A couple of weeks ago, you guys brought it up with him about the possibility of him being traded. And he gave you a, a, a you know, I couldn't remember it off the top of my head, but he, he gave you a very real answer. It's wearing on him. It, it is wearing on him. You can tell. I I can't help but think of that when I've, last night, uh, Tim and I talked a little bit about this on the postgame. And we try not to be so... You know, use harsh language when talking about the game. But one thing that was evident in the game was Joe Ingles, really neither positive or negative, just didn't have the impact on the game. And he, he started, you know, you would think this is the opportunity that he's really relished in the past, where he's really played well, and it was just non-impactful, you know. And I just wonder... right?
0: Not to the level that he has, but I did notice that because a lot of times when he starts, it's like 14-6-4 or something.
2: Yeah, and I'm not saying he's giving away the game out there. It's just not... Last year... Uh, Locke came on the station a bunch of times. And I'm sure he did this on on your uh, show and said that Joe Ingalls should be the sixth man of the year and then laid out a pretty convincing case. And he was the runner up in the voting. Am I right? I, I believe I'm right about that. Yeah, you're that. right. Yeah, yeah. It was, he was the seventh man of the year. Uh, and because last year was it was his best season as a pro. I, I mean, so. he was really good. And they need that. They need that. Joe Ingles more consistently. Yeah. And but but here's the here's the truth of it. And this is why I think he gets moved because he's got a contract and it's an expiring contract and it's one of the very few assets the Jazz
0: actually have. And so it's. You think he's a goner? So he's only got like a week and a half to go.
2: And it really has nothing to do with his play and has everything to do with finances. Let's, let's use Portland, for example, PK. Portland is way over the cap and getting no results. And so if you can get out from under a contract, you got a couple of years Robert on Covington. Robert Covington. That's the one Bobby people C. want to talk about. But, you know, Marcus Smart is the same thing. Have you looked at Marcus Smart's car, contract? He's under contract until, uh, let's see, it's, it's got to be somewhere in the 2050s. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's he's under contract. He signed a birds bird rights deal so he's got this crazy long contract that Boston has got to be dying to get out from under.
0: Well, he's a tough defender. So you know, give you that. He's a, he's a tough guy.
2: If you can get Joe's expiring contract, a guy that'll you Ooh. know not hurt you down the stretch, you know that might be worth it for a franchise like that. Would certainly, you, certainly Portland that's that's going nowhere.
0: Would you come on then to take his place every Thursday? No, well, sure,
2: yeah. I, my Australian <laughs> accent isn't very good, but I'm always down to come on DJ and PK.
0: You could tell us about Naz and the kids. Yeah, I couldn't do
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. Could not do it, but it, you know what? What's been cool about the the whole journey of Joe and and your show and this station? Um, he took us through COVID. He kept coming, He came on during the isolation. I mean, if I, I talk to people about this all the time, if you really think about it, the Jazz were at the center of the entire world when it came to COVID nineteen. When Rudy Gobert tested positive, and basically the whole world shut down the next day. This building, PK. This franchise, our state, our city were the the focus of, and, and what would you say uh, COVID has been on uh, uh, like the story ranking scale? The biggest story in the last how many years? I mean, maybe since nine eleven or something. Maybe even talking going back the further. World? Yeah. Oh, okay. And and this franchise was at the center of it. For a, uh, a brief moment in time, which is, is something to be, if you think about it, is really crazy. And Joe kept coming on every week and talking about his, his experience and what happened. And he talked about uh, Oklahoma City going right to the Donovan uh, Rudy unsalvageable. He
0: did speak on that. He laughed.
2: He talked about that. You know, yeah, pretty yeah. fascinating to to Man. experience it all through his lens. Uh, I Feel like on we're saying show. goodbye already. Oh, I don't mean to do that. <laughs> you asked me about why I you you accused <laughs> me of rooting for Joe to get traded, and that is that is the farthest thing from the truth. But it's it, the situation that presents I mean, itself. You is,
0: you brought it up. You said he's a goner.
2: I don't I don't I don't think he'll be with the team. That pants, he's a goner. I'm not rooting for it. I didn't. You just no. You like to see
0: me suffer, but yeah, I know the rest well. You of, personally, uh, yeah, that's yeah. no. That's not true. But mm-hmm. you know, I I, I know the resties want the morning show. I, I see where you're all hanging oh, for.
2: I, I get w- I get how this works. You've seen me on the morning on the morning shift. Yeah, that was when you were 20. It ain't pretty. Uh, I mean, I'm still not a morning person.
0: You're not exactly Robert Redford in his prime in the afternoon either.
2: <laughs> well, none of us are David James, that's for sure. you know that guy is that uh, is David a human or is he some sort of machine?
0: Well, if machinery equals nerddom, then yes,
2: he's a nerd. yeah he, he is he is but he plays his role very well.
0: He as well as anybody's ever played. Oh one.
2: man, he's a star, that David James.
0: Yeah. I mean he makes Robert Ory look like a a, a flunky as far as a role player. Right? We've Robert Ory as a high shot, level
2: role player. Big shot, Bob.
0: Yeah. We've got uh you know, Nerd Boy DJ, Stat Boy looking it up, man. Oh he's great and I look forward to him coming back it, on Monday. Does he
2: still type with just his hmm? two fingers? Is yeah. that still a thing?
0: Oh, yeah. I did the uh, because of the covid situation. I did the show from home for like 15 months. And so we didn't have face to face contact, although I played more golf with him than ever. And we went out with you a number of times because uh-huh. that's the one you could do that. Right. You're outside you're distance, blah, blah, blah. Courses were open. They allowed it. And uh, I remember my daughter was getting all oh, you guys do is golf. I said, Well, you need to complain to the governor, not me.
2: <laughs> That's all you can do.
0: <laughs> Don't blame me. So so uh the funny thing is you knew when he was typing. I could hear him. I'd be right in the middle of a thought and you hear <laughs> he's the only he's the
2: only person I legitimately know that does the hen peck. The hunting peck, yeah. Yeah. And and he's he's pretty like good at it. I mean, he's not—he's not, you know, searching out every key per se. I mean, he's—he's he's banging right. it out there. But
0: I, all right, you—you you, you and Ben will be coming up in about uh, 13 minutes. Are we giving away jazz tickets right now? Caller 12, we got a pair of jazz tickets to see Jokic, man. Who doesn't want to see him, particularly if you can go for free. That's on February 2nd. Obviously, that's next week. We got a pair of tickets left for the Jazz against Jokic, reigning MVP, so wildly talented, and the Denver Nuggets. Stay with us. We'll wrap up the show, get some feedback next. 97.5, 1280 The Zone.
2: And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere.
0: This is Unripe. guys are doing a hell of a job.
2: My mom used to tell me, everyone's going to get theirs. It all, it all comes back in the end. Everyone's going to get theirs at the end of the day. And, and it just might be BYU's turn to get theirs. BYU fan loves that idea. All I'm saying. I will say, the BYU fan loves the idea of going, uh, we don't actually need you that much. And actually maybe mean it. In their best USC voice, by the way. <laughs> oh, darling. I don't think I want to go up to Salt Lake City this year. I'd rather play in Los Angeles.
1: Catch
0: Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Keery. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280
1: The Zone. Powered by KSL
0: Feedback of the day is brought to you by Thrive Appliance. Every day, you know what it's like? It's like a holiday sale at Thrive Appliance. You can save, get this, 40 to 70% of name brand appliances. That's a lot of money. Thrive is receiving truckloads of new inventory every single day. So visit thriveappliance.com, thriveappliance.com, to shop their own updated inventory. Thriveappliance.com to shop their updated inventory. All right, feedback I put out there. BYU is going to uh, Tom Holmes is going to be meeting with the uh, media folks today. What's it at, 3 o'clock? Is that what it is? All right wake me up at 2.45, make sure I'm there on time because uh, I'm going to head down. Uh, let's see. Uh, any update on the old Provo High as an athletic facility? Progress on assistant coaches contracts. I think they made progress on assistant coaches contracts. And there were all sorts of rumors that they're going to build a new stadium at Provo High because they took that over and, and centralized the uh, athletic uh, facilities so they're right there. Or maybe build a new a basketball arena. So I don't know what's going on there. Uh, will BYU pay the buyout to join the Big 12 in all sports except football next season? Uh, you know, I've heard that's a possibility uh, that they could put their sports in starting next year. So, in what's the well, fall sports? what, do they start? August of uh, this year? That'd be awesome. We can ask Tom that if, uh, if that's if that's the case. When will the 2023 football schedule be finalized? When will we know which three, four non-conference games for 2023? Will they keep the 2023 football home opener versus Tennessee? Yeah, I think they've got to figure out also about uh, how many conference games that the Big 12 wants to play. That's the thing. you got to know how many conference games you're playing. The funny thing is BYU hasn't even announced their 2022 schedule officially yet. We know what it is. They just yeah. haven't officially formalized it. And, you know, there's talk about uh, the situation of maybe eight conference games and no divisions. So f- for years of controlling their schedule, now they don't have as much control. But, I mean, they know that, obviously, and they're they're very comfortable doing that uh, as far as that goes. Uh, and somebody wants to... Uh, Bang on them how he feels about the historical and present-day treatment of students that have same-sex attraction. It's an embarrassment. It's a black eye on the church. And I don't know what to tell you on that. <laughs> I, I That's their thing, and I don't know that it's changing, and there you go, and I get it. It's emotional. It's an emotional issue. And I have approximately zero solutions or answers to that. I am not your guy. Uh, to be able to uh, to see that. Uh, let's see. Oh, how much are they going to pay to get Jackson Dart to BYU? <laughs> when is Jackson Dart committing to BYU? Now, I've been told all week that it's Old Miss. So take it for what it's worth who does he want our big 12 rival to be yeah it's just gonna be the same thing there as with Utah and Colorado you're not gonna have one yeah you're one I don't know why we're running from this though what's wrong with having an out-of-conference rival where does it say they have to be in the same conferences to me that gives you something else to sell You're looking to sell your football program. When we play BYU and Utah, it's going to be national television. There's a long history. It's going to be jam-packed, both stadiums. The emotion of it is going to be so cool. Did you see Kalani as it was apparent at the end of the game that they were going to win? Was there anything like he did then? That compares to anything he's done in any of his what is he going into his seventh season? So he's got six seasons under his belt. And they've had some nice wins. I was there at Wisconsin. I was on the sidelines at Wisconsin. That was gigantic. I took that picture of Minnie Me running into the arms of the grime dog. It's out there on Mini-Me, Twitter. <laughs> also known as Steve Clark. <laughs> I saw it from about 30 yards away because you could see Steve Clark. Jeff Grimes liked to stay on the field. Grime, uh, Clark must have been up in the booth. I'm not sure on that. But I saw him running and I had my camera there. Oh, I got to take a picture of this leaping into his arms. Still, there was nothing that compared to what Kalani was doing when he was going to win that game against the Utes the first time. It reminded me specifically of the first time Steve Cleveland and Dave Rose, and Dave Rose is going through some tough times. My heart goes out to him right now. Steve Cleveland and Dave Rose, the first time they beat Utah, I remember it vividly, and it was the same thing. Man, sell that. That is a sellable, tangible thing for both schools. You've got a rivalry That I believe ranks right there, certainly ranks right there with anybody in the West where I've lived most of my, well, all of my adult life. And so that's your rival. Uh, The other ones, they're going to be, every conference game is a rival because their conference games matter so much. I understand all that. So there you go. That's a lot of stuff to talk about. And we'll have it for you tomorrow. I'll be down there, I'll be taking notes and. Playing some of the sound and all that stuff and we'll we'll hit that tomorrow. Tim Lacombe's going to join me. Jazz get ready to play a huge game against the Memphis Grizzlies on the road. Hopefully the Stars will be back. We'll see how the Stars align for the Jazz. Ben and Jake Anderson, uh, what is it? No, it's Ben Anderson and Jake Scott, right? Yeah, they're sitting right there. They're going to come up next. Stay with us right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone.